Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nexus and Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast. Uh, I'm Atlas. I'm Root Beer. Matt and has the COVID. I feel like we didn't have to throw him under the bus that quickly, did we? Uh, not mean, that it's shameful to get it, necessarily. It is pretty he, noticeable that he's not here. Yes. But also, there, <laughs> he's like, I don't even know how I got it. I live like a hermit, his words. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, he, he's not feeling so hot. I think he's all right, but just mm-hmm. needs to get some sleep and stuff. So uh, today we're we're drinking. Not drinking. I wish I could be drinking. Drinking would be nice. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, cards that have somehow avoided a reprint uh, all this time. Like as far as reprints go, Bushiroad is better than most, as opposed to something like Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, uh, I would disagree at this point. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! does this thing where whenever they have reprints, nine times out of ten, it's because they're going to hit it on the ban list. So they're like, here, all the commoners may have this uh, this copy of Forbidden Droplet, and it's at one on the ban list. I mean, <laughs> like, they're, like, decently good about print- reprinting important cards in, like, structure decks and things like that. Yeah, but... Not always. Usually it's like the chase cards that end up... Uh, yeah, but also yeah. like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is pretty good about reprinting like, important archetype support. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure about like, game-wide staples, but... Uh, but Vanguard... Huh? Like, Vanguard is a little different in that regard, because like, there are no game-wide... There are some, and I will talk about them as we discuss this. But I do yeah. think Yu-Gi-Oh! is overall a little better at reprinting, like, important oh. things. I don't know if I agree with that, but that doesn't matter now. Um, I have a bunch of uh, cards that have avoided a reprint um, somehow throughout all this time. And I'm going to do it kind of like a set review, but, <laughs> like, way shorter. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yep, and this is completely out of order, so this isn't like, oh, fucking going from set one... To set 13. How about this, then? Uh, you know, the X, the end, all that good stuff. Um, I'm not counting things as a reprint, like the Vanguard Koshian set from... That uh, wasn't Springfest. It was um, Card Fight Con, okay, maybe? That's the Legion version. Maybe? Uh, okay, yeah, so the cross is... Decently expensive. All right, let's see what we're looking at right now on TCG Player at the time of recording this. If someone's listening to this far into the future, the VR version specifically is uh, twelve dollars right now. It's twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. I like how I search the X and it just shows me the end. <laughs> Guys, God damn it, no. Yeah, this one's like decently expensive. It's about dope. It's about twelve bucks, and then Dote is the the V series Dote is uh, wow, it's uh, thirty five bucks. Yeah, I feel like that one needs a reprint more than this. Honestly, it was on the list later. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, yeah, both the X and the end need a reprint, and uh, I don't know when when your Overlord Dot Clan, it's kind of hard not to justify it. Now, Bougereau did make a point of saying, we're not reprinting VRs. Yeah, which is dumb. And you'll notice that, like, half the cards on this list are just VRs because 
they're printing a whole bunch of archetype support that requires a specific card from the archetype, and they're not reprinting any of those cards. Yep. And so all these cards are like $30 now. Mm -hmm. And the worst part, it's like, even if it's completely ancillary, like you only need one or something, it's still a pain in the ass to try and go find this thing, especially when they reveal the new support card and everything gets bought out, and people are like, yeah, it is like the dumbest thing. And like, this is where I would say that Yu-Gi-Oh is better because, you know, when Yu-Gi-Oh prints like a new structure deck or something for her, like an old archetype, they usually include like some staple cards or cards that they think would be important for that archetype. Yeah. Not always, but like, I feel like generally speaking, they're pretty good about reprinting like legacy support cards, even if that is just like making a higher rarity version in some way. And, yeah. you know, because of this VR reprint policy, like that's just not happening right now. Mm -hmm. Like we have an entire clan selection that is a majority archetype support for like legacy cards. And some of these cards have been expensive for a long time. They're from like years old sets and they're still not being reprinted. Like uh, Himiko was, uh, when did Himiko come out? Himiko came out, Answer of Truth was, let's see. I feel like this is kind of a prequel episode to whatever mm -hmm. that set review is when we get to clan selection three and four, or I guess talk about it. Yeah, uh, answer yeah that came out in truth. 2018, 2019 for us. So yeah, this is like a three-year-old set now, and they're like not reprinting this card. Who still has this set? Who is buying this set? Like, Who stocks this set? I know, like, the VR reprint policy was, you know, Bushiro trying to save face with shop owners because they kind of fucked it up in V, but, like, some of these are just ridiculous. Like, who still has this set? You know, and same I... thing for, like, OG Maelstrom. That was yep. one of, that was, like, the second set of V. That's here, too. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that can't, that is a, the three and a half year old set, and that's still like not being reprinted. Why? I don't know. I mean, like th there was the guy in what was it in uh, BRO V Premium that mm -hmm. one with Glory. Uh, he had to use this, and they are how much are I, they right now? That card's well, it's bought out, so it's fifty dollars now. But that card's been thirty dollars for its entire existence, basically. So much vomit. <laughs> like. The SVR is cheaper than the regular VR at times. That's crazy to me. Um, like, this card has never been cheap and is in desperate need of a reprint because they've given it, like, three... I think we're on our fourth wave of archetype support now with Reverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they had, like, Glory, which needed this and Soul, and then they printed a new set of Maelstrom support to support the original one, and now we're getting Reverse, so... We're on, like, our fourth wave of Maelstrom support, and it's never been reprinted. Yeah. Another good example for something like this is... Where are you at? In my list of things. There you are. Ah, good old Luthier. So, uh, Venus Luthier, which is, you know, supposed to work with this thing, came out in the same set, both of which have not been reprinted, except for, like, some high-rarity thing, I think. Mm -hmm. Um... And then now you have Luthier Reverse, who specifically needs a Luthier Vanguard to function. So it's not like you can go, 
oh, I'm just going to run Lucia in reverse and that'll be fine. I need to, you know, just run a bunch of other grade threes that don't do stuff. You need at least, like, even if it's just running Venus, that's something like, mm-hmm. I'm going to read the effect just because, why not? Uh, yeah. Like, so, again, another set yeah. that's over two years old. Yeah, so the the effect is, you know, grade 3, 12k Excel marker. Act on Vanguard or in Soul. Once per mm-hmm. turn, if you have a Vanguard with Lucier in his card name, you can counterblast one, lock three of your rear guards with different grades. If it's on Vanguard Circle, uh, you choose up to three cards with Silverthorn in their card names and different grades from your Soul, call them to rear. And then if it's in your Soul, you ride it as Stand. And then also, if you rode it from Soul, you can use it again on Vanguard Circle. Um, it's very, yeah. And then for reference, base Luke here is $33. Venus Luke here is 20. I have a bunch of base Luke here's in my trade binder. Anybody wants them? I will not sell them for 33. Not even close. Um, yeah. not sure how that would go down. The other effect is like, if your Vanguard's grade three is, or if your Vanguard opponent's Vanguard is grade three or greater, all your front row get three K for each of your locked cards all the time, mm-hmm. which is really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, gonna gonna be. Let's see if you have your background locked. Uh, gonna be a twenty one K base. Looking good, fellas. Um. Yeah, Lucier is, I think, one of the more prime examples, just because she has not one, but two. Like iterations of her, Maelstrom is another good example. Yeah, like I said, you know, four ways of support never been reprinted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, plus you have a whole archetype named after you. Come on, that's yeah. Ridiculous. Um, like, again, the like we've said this before, but this episode is really just going to be us iterating just how like stupid the VR reprint policy is. Here's another fun one based off of the Luke here Maelstrom thing. Da, da, da. All of the Ezels. Different Ezels, yeah. Uh, because Platinum Ezel just copies whatever Ezels you have in Soul. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm not even... <laughs> Ironically, like, I think Platinum Ezel is, like, the cheapest one. I think it might be, yeah. The original Blonde Ezel is uh, $34, because it's bought out. Uh, Raven Hair Ezel is about 20 bucks. 1978. Mm-hmm. And then uh Platina Ezel. Like $11. Which is yeah. not terrible. And and you know, they just released Grand Ezel as part of the new wave of support. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I keep forgetting, especially for Gold Paladin, just how hard it, w- it is to get into a clan like that. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with a guy like Richard, Richard from the Nexus Core channel, that guy, uh, he has played Gold Paladin since like Boomer Vanguard, and mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't really give away any of his cards. He always just keeps them around for the next potential wave of stuff. So whenever something like, like you know Scissors V series comes out, he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, cool! I can use all my old Ezels." But if there's someone out there who's just like, "Shit, I want to play Ezel Scissors. I got to buy that and all the other VRs that I don't have." Yeah. Like, this most recent set really, like, puts into perspective just how terrible this policy is mm-hmm. of, like, we're going to support these, like, years-old cards from sets that are no longer in production that shops are unlikely to have very much stock of, and we're just not reprinting them. 
I think if you do find one, it's going to be one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot to clean out the stock room. If you want to take a look back there, <laughs> mm-hmm. you find one. That's not that's not a thing. Another great example is uh, Golden Beast Tamer because of the random Beast Tamer support that got released. It didn't really yeah. spike it all that much, but it was just one of those things like, why? <laughs> why do I yeah. gotta go find that? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I still have all my like, like first wave V-series stuff. Mm-hmm. That's when I bothered to like buy V-series stuff. I managed to have a playset of this in my trade binder because nobody wanted it. <laughs> For the entire time, and I was like, "But it's a VR." They're like, "But it's terrible." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it's and like a terrible it. old card. Mm-hmm. Um, for its premium application, we have uh, this dude. Yeah, Death Anchor. So, yeah, this yeah, one Death- has not gotten archetype support, but it is just like generally a good card that you think would have been reprinted by now, but hasn't. Yeah, especially because it's kind of the it's like Di's lifeline for relevance after the Gastiel hit. Where it became mm-hmm. this thing where you could use it and uh, Magnus mm-hmm. in a deck, like that's fine. And then No Life King Death Anchor is fifteen dollars, which is not bad, but still kind of a lot. Yeah, it's still. I mean, it is just this one is, I think, a case of like this is just an old card that's probably like a little harder to find and kind of just gatekeeps people who were maybe interested in dark irregulars for like premium or even v stuff because mm-hmm. this card is still like relevant it's just a restand yeah and it's uh it only gets better the more like good vanguards you have mm-hmm. in dark irregulars or dark states yeah. by that logic um dantarian also gets something like that where uh it, it has such a good ability defensively that you can use all of DI's like strides and rear guards to make something of it. Yeah. Although then, that card well, is not expensive at all. Perhaps not, but it yeah. is still dodged. Around. You know, print like principle, like yeah. making cards easier to find is generally nice. This is another interesting one. Uh, <laughs> whether or not you're, uh, you know, running uh, Mordred Phantom Masquerade is still like, mm-hmm. It's a VR and a grade two. Um, I find it funny that uh, Gansalot just ended up not really becoming important and Mordred stuck around for as long as it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Masquerade is just randomly like $30. Are you freaking serious right now? Yeah. Yeah. Like lowest one is with like two fifty shipping and lightly played is like twenty eight. Has that ever been a problem before? Hmm. Like okay, so when when something says lightly played, it always it, it makes it sound like some guy going lightly played, and then it shows <laughs> up in like a crumple in, in an envelope. You're like, what are you doing? But I, I just have that fear whenever it says lightly played. Yeah, that's my concern too. But yeah, this um, card is like. Not a lot of listings and super expensive, so... Yeah, Mordred Phantom, meanwhile, is a little less than $30. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Blaster Dark fans. Uh, and also with... It, how's Luard doing for... Let's see. Yeah. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake. So, what's funny is that there have been several uh, 
you know iterations of Luard in in Vanguard. Yeah, but and... Luard is not super expensive. It's like eleven, twelve dollars. Go yeah, goes up to at the lowest end, goes up to like twenty on the higher ends. It's not terribly overpriced, but I can see it being like more annoying to get than you would want. Mm-hmm. Even then, even then. Dried Fall, Luard, and Dried Heart, the you know stride bonus, mm-hmm. are kind of annoyingly expensive for what they are. Like Dried Heart, Luard is about Drag, the Dried Fall isn't one. expensive. Oh, it isn't. How much is it? It's like a dollar. Oh, good for them. Dried Heart, Luard from the trial deck. Let me say that again. The trial. Also, deck. also, Drag Fall did get reprinted. Oh, it did? Yes. That's why it's a dollar, is because there's a revival selection version. Well, that's good. Uh, Dried Heart Lord, on the other hand, the the trial deck one, $8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that one. Guy. That one that's is justified. Up. Yeah. <laughs> like I lumped it in when I didn't mean it to. <laughs> mean to. Sorry. Um, you know, th- there's, what, f- three... Variants mm-hmm. of Lord and Premium. You have Fall, Heart, and Heart. And then the v. Drag Driver V. Yeah. Yeah. Drag Driver, I think, is not super expensive. Like $6. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not. That's not terrible. Same with. Like, Drag Heart Lord and Drag Driver Lord V series on both. Mm-hmm. Being what they are is kind of okay. A Trial Deck Boss being $8 is not. Yeah. Also, like they're more recent, so I can see them being like a little more reluctant to reprint them. Reprint them. Yeah, I think as but, time goes on, they might be forced to. But yeah, but really, like we really do need like a VR reprint set because like some of these is just ridiculous. Yeah. Cecilia, now you mean like this? Night Rose? <laughs> is Night Rose that expensive? I haven't been paying attention. Oh yeah. Uh, VR Cecilia is also like twenty, thirty dollars because it's bought out. Uh, of course. Well, because of, you know. Because reverse. Right. And then um, Night Rose. <gasps> Excuse me. That's not the right Night Rose. I don't want the stride Night Rose. Damn it. No. Yeah, Night Rose is $30. Yep, there you go. Yeah, that. Um, my, my, my friend Madison was building Grand Blue, and he ended up having to do the ghosty version of the deck, which is cheaper because mm-hmm. you run more Beatrice because of how expensive uh, Night Rose is. Yeah. Which sucks. Uh, Although he ended up just like getting one and he's like, it's fine. <laughs> I can search it out. Right. It's totally cool. Thanks to the boat. Yeah. Again, that one's more like recent. That was only last year, but still. Vanquisher mm-hmm. like, is, is another kind of recent example. Vanquisher is not that recent. It's pretty old now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Because that was I'm... like. That was like middle V, so that would have been like over a year ago now. Okay. God, everything's just so... But that card... See, that's the thing, is Dragonic Vanquisher came out expensive and stayed expensive. Yes. Yeah, so that was March 2020, so that was like a year ago. Mm-hmm. So that one I was... Almost two years ago. That's uh. Yeah. Yeah. As low as 35... That's right, it's, 2020... it's 22... It's 2022 now, so yeah, it's almost two yeah. years. So yeah, I think Vanquisher definitely deserves a reprint. That one was like, it came out expensive, stayed expensive its entire life, got like a second wave of support, which is kind of helpful because Full Bronto co- copies the original name, but like mm-hmm. 
full Bronco also isn't as good. It's kind of a like band-aid solution. Yeah, well, that's the thing is the original Vanquisher just gives you 10k all the time. If three or more were t total were bound, then mm -hmm. you get the plus 10k all the time, where mm -hmm. full Bronto has to be placed. Yeah. So, like, full Bronto is worse, and, you know, Vanquisher has been a $35 card forever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Stunverse, just like. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they're like strides. They're probably more willing to reprint. Like, yeah, I think uh, maybe in about a year or so, you can probably reprint some of those uh, strides like, that have like. Stunburst they're making liked. a new like stride collection, so I wouldn't be surprised if they reprint some of the like older clan selection strides. Mm -hmm. like, um, I feel like I that's more plausible, but. You know, the fact that they have a policy against printing VRs is like, really? Yeah. I think if they're going to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. redo some of the older strides, it, they shouldn't do, like, all of the things from this one set. It should be like, this clan needs this one reprinted. Yeah. This, it, like... You know, Crystal Luster and Chain Ranker, sure, great. But, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Tachikaze wants Nebros yeah, but like, instead. Honestly, like, they should just be matching their reprints with what's being supported, because it's like, alright, we're making all these, like, reverse units that uh, need certain archetype cards to function. Mm -hmm. Let's reprint the cards that they need. Yeah. Um... I have, I have uh, two left on my list here, I think. I don't think I missed mm -hmm. any others. Uh, no, I think so. All right, so first one here. Someone else uh, told this, told me this. Mm -hmm. Hand in hand, Leona. Uh, really? The, the, they say that like it just needs to be reprinted. Um, G-guards in general don't really yeah. get reprints for the most part. Yeah, like... Oh, God, this card's like $15. What the fuck? Oh, wow. I mean, granted, I don't think you need four of them, but still. Yeah, but... I mean, I can see it because, like, it does bounce something during your battle, during your opponent's battle phase. I can see that being helpful. Mm -hmm. And then also gets like shield from mm -hmm. it, which is cool. only if you call back something with the same name. But like, yeah, I can see it being important for like utility plays. But wow, I didn't know this card was fifteen dollars. Mm -hmm. Like, I have all the copies I need of this card, but damn, I didn't. Is realize. it like a two of or one or two of? Yeah. I feel like it might be, like, one of the default G-guards, just because mm -hmm. the old, like, plus 5k doesn't really matter. Yeah. Alright, I'm just gonna guard with my front trigger that gets 5k yeah, cause shield. Like, San cause like, Sandy is fuck huge, mm -hmm. if you can get the skill active. The other one gets, like, bigger shield, but you have to call something from your hand to rear guard circle, which can be annoying. Like, Leona has the most utility out of the three. Got it. Um, and then the last one, and the very reason that I'm that for doing this episode, ah, Jewel Knight Sword me. So uh, this card is fucking expensive. Yep, because it's, a, it's never been reprinted. It's a promo, and uh, Living Proof so graciously pointed out that Bushira doesn't really reprint po promos all that often. Yeah, uh, yeah, like they're. Their way of handling promos is just, like, shove them in a main set, but 
this never got that treatment despite being like an important part of some major decks. So originally we had Sankar Jewel Knights, so Sword Mule is a very important part in that because it could search yeah. out your grade ones for you. Like it kind of lost relevance when Sankar Blaster became a thing, but Mm -hmm. Then they started supporting Jewel Knights in V, and so people started hyping it up again for a premium application because, you know, just being able to find any grade one or less Jewel Knight is nice. And yeah. so this card is just like, well, always $30, and then, like, drop down to 18 and then they announced more Jewel Knight support, and now it doesn't exist again. Yep, and it was like, I, I think I saw one on eBay for 25 and then that now that's gone, too. Yeah. Um, also, like, the old Jewel Knight cards all randomly got bought out, so those are also stupid expensive for no reason. Are any of those even good outside Sword Me, or...? I mean, the Grade 2 and the Grade 1 are both, like, pretty good, right? Like, the Grade 2, you can recycle cards and Soul Charge, that's nice, and it gets the power. Okay. And they all have, like, the Break Ride skill of, like, when your other unit is placed on top of it, it, like, gets power, or you can draw a card. Like, oh, okay. the Jewel Knight engine is pretty interesting, and I like them. They're just, like, really expensive. Although, that one just came out in, like, the previous clan selection, so I can understand them not immediately print reprinting it. That's believable yeah, that this would still be, like, a thing, right? I believe this card is older than this podcast. Possibly. Possibly. I think. Po like, it's close. Yeah, I um, think... Because we really started going into the podcast around the time of like Saint Guard Blaster being a thing, so that would so yeah, Sword Me would predate when we really got into the podcast as we know it now. Mm -hmm. So that's how you know it's been way too freaking long, and then it it goes in these waves, right? Where like Jewel Knights will get some stuff, it becomes relevant again, that goes away, yeah. comes back. Again. I guess. The good news is, like, with the newer support that's being printed, Sword Me might be less relevant, because I think one of the cards just lets you search out a Jewel Knight. Mm -hmm. So, it's not, like, terribly terrible anymore. You could probably, like, say it's power crept, but it would be nice to have the option. Definitely. But it's yeah. just so free. Play it, get something else. Cool. Great. Mm -hmm. I'll Thanks, find, guys. like, the Jewel Knight support if I can. This is completely random. About Jewel Knights, I always thought... I was surprised they didn't make them, I don't know, more jewel-encrusted? And, like, yeah. after gems, things like that? Like an emerald? Oh, okay, no. What's going on? S Sybil is when your other unit is placed on top of it. You can search top three for a grade two or less. That's not the same. This is just... Yeah. Whoop! Get the thing you want. Cool. Um, it's like running four extra copies of whatever grade one you want. Yeah. No, yeah, so I can't I can't say that Jewel Me uh Sword Me's been power crept yet for premium application. Nope. Uh and it definitely needs a freaking reprint. Yep. <coughs> and then this is a more broad strokes thing, but I think in general Bushiro could do a better job of printing things like effect triggers and perfect guards. Yeah. Do you mean like the D ones now or just any yeah. In I mean, in general, they've never been good at that, but, like, the D1s definitely, because, like, these are just staple cards, right? Like, yeah. you're just expected to play them if you're playing a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so, the fact that this is not readily accessible just makes it harder for new players to get into the game, because 
you know, I was trying to build Gravidia, which still haven't arrived, but that card's still a dollar, so I don't care. If it's not here by the end of the week, I'll buy new ones. Uh, but rant, that rant aside, you know, I was looking at things like the Overtrigger and, like, the new crits and the new fronts, and they were all just stupidly expensive. Yeah. They were all, like, five, six, seven dollars, and I'm like, what the hell? And, you know, if you're a new player trying to get into the game... Especially if you're like building off a TD where you only have three front triggers because of the over trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want to play rainbow trigger and, you know, it's like this critical has an effect, maybe not the most relevant, but it has it compared to this one that doesn't have it. And it's like, eh? like, what's wrong with printing them like every other set, right? Let's say feel, you want, yeah. If you want to like preserve the value, then maybe hold off one set. You know, give it some time to go through circulation, and then nobody is pulling your set specifically for a train for a trigger. So it's like you're not really losing that much value by reprinting these rare cards that everyone needs. Mm-hmm. So and I it's just also don't see why they can't do that. It's also something where like the you know the little nickel and dime commons and rares that someone's got to draw him, someone's got to design him. It's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass, I imagine. So just being able to throw a reprint there in the last few slots of the set. Yeah. Also, it like, seems like it's saving we can only run it. eight of at the other triggers now that aren't heals because of, you know, trying to avoid the 12 crit problem. So there really only needs to be like two or three different artwork of a critical trigger in circulation. Yeah, like you could argue, like okay, every other set they'll just print some random trigger for you to just have, you know, in case a casual player who's new to the game just wants to have eight of any trigger, it's easily accessible. But then they need to make the effect triggers more accessible, and they need to make like the better PGs more accessible because those are also all like five ten dollars now because they came out set one, and it's been like six months since then. What's funny is they're all. Like, bought out they're now. Like, they're all, like, bought out now and expensive. Yeah. The, the, what's also weird is that Bushiroad has, sh- has shown a willingness to do this before. This yeah. is not the original art of Dino Dial. Dino Dial used to be in a different set. And then they just randomly threw this in in but, GBT-10. Because why not? It's, it's yeah, useful. Yeah. It's a good card. But it also took them a really long time to start doing that with, like, the Heart Thump clones. It did. Um... But it's still something, and I think because they've shown willingness to do it before, uh, they mm-hmm. should have willingness to do it again. Also, for God's sake, just throw Sword Me in there. It's not that also, hard. Like, for PGs specifically, they lowered the rarity to R so that it's like easier to find. But they mm-hmm. also aren't willing to reprint them, even though like as a lower rarity card, they're not really pushing sets anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that one, I could say maybe like every two or three sets, you like reprint the PGs just to make them available. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Uh, I think that might be harder with, you know, the old clan system where, you know, your thing gets support like once a year, like once every yeah. four or five sets. Like that. W- but know. now, like the clan selection system for that, that's like easily yeah. solved. So, but for these specifically, just, like nation yeah. cards. It can't be that hard to fit the PGs in there as a reprint every now and then. Yeah, just throw them in there once a year or something. Be nice. Um, especially because, like, th- th- those were so well-designed. 
as species. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, if you got one or less cards in the hand, it's free. Take it. Say thank you. You're like, all right, cool. Um, and then of course that doesn't usually come up in uh, in V and premium just because all of the old effect PGs were so good mm-hmm. that uh, people will just run that usually instead of. Yeah. But like, you know, with these like one card discard PGs, it's not always relevant, but it's still better than just a regular vanilla PG in most situations. So yeah, again, it's one of those cards where it's like kind of a no-brainer decision and the fact that it's not more readily accessible for something that's basically required is like why the like that one i don't really see the value perspective from like bushi road or shop owners like maybe as singles but like i don't know i think i feel like there are like Again, there should be things like SPs and like the higher rarity boss units. It's weird that like a rare perfect guard is five ten dollars. Meanwhile, the triple R boss for your set, you know, if it's really old, will be maybe around the same price. But for the more recent ones, are like a dollar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I like we're we're always going to find something to complain about here on Nexus at night because that's. Mm-hmm. That's what we do, baby. But uh, for for everything else, I think like even if Bushiroad has done a good job in other aspects, this is this is just stuff that falls through the cracks, you know. Mm-hmm. Hand in hand, Leona. Um, yeah, I I got nothing else to say about it. <laughs> I'm also hungry, so I'm gonna go uh, eat. Oh, wow. After this, Orphus is now like a dollar. So yeah, like hmm. even never mind because I was remembering. Orphus when it first came out was like five, six, seven, ten dollars, and now it's like two. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, but all these like old boss units have all depreciated in value. Meanwhile, the PG is like six dollars a pop. That's like that, that, that's politics. Like baby. that doesn't make sense. To, like that doesn't really make sense to me. Like something that goes in every deck is like really hard to find and super expensive. And a boss unit that only works for like one third of the nation is two dollars. Once, you Which know, you know the, kind of makes part. makes sense in a that's the demand part in action, but like yeah. balance the supply a little better, maybe. Yes, agreed. Um, Although I do feel like around set five, they probably should be reprinting all of the like grade three units just as like courtesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just assuming make a they, yeah, like assuming they don't like unless nation cars are like a radical overhaul of the game's mechanic in the way that something like Legion or Stride is, like, if they intend to continue supporting all these old boss cards, maybe, like, a courtesy reprint in set 5 would be nice. That's why Sword Me hasn't gotten reprinted. Because it's part of a Legion, and they want to pretend it doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) That's my guess, anyway. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) I mean, they did eventually print Crayon Tiger, didn't they? Crayon Tiger wasn't part of a Legion? Yeah, it wasn't part of a Legion, but it was this like this old card that we wanted to reprint for forever, and it didn't happen for ages. Oh, because it was an Amber clone, and they're like, we've moved past that. They're like, sorry, we just haven't for some yeah. reason. It's just good in great nature. If you gave us more race standards, yeah, probably. But for <laughs> now, no, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, so and and then like some random card, like the old title assault is super expensive for no reason. Or the V-Series title assault is really expensive for no reason. Yeah, that's another good example. I mean, you do have the alternative in the original title assault, 
Yeah, but, but like for V specifically, I can see why. Oh right, yeah, that is a pain. I looked through so much stuff through a premium lens that stuff like that just kind of it, the V series stuff tends to get thrown by the wayside. Um, so yeah, to to the listener, I asked, "What's a what's a card that hasn't gotten a reprint that you think should?" Uh, most obscure answer gets, I don't know, a, a thumbs cookie. up on a cookie. Sure, a metaphorical cookie. Um, you, you can you can tweet your answers to us at Nexus at Night on Twitter. Uh, we're also on your, Instagram. What? We can view your internet browsing history and target ads at you. Well, that's creepy as shit. Um, cookie you, joke. Oh yeah. I got you. Make sure, make sure to clear your cookies and not just your history, because otherwise it's going to pop up when you're searching things on Google. Anyway, uh, Nexus at Night, Twitter, Instagram, support the show, patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. I uh, get a whole last bonus uh, show every week with me, Matt Rootbeer, and sometimes a guest talking about whatever we feel like. Uh, you also have access to that entire backlog uh, if you become a patron. Thanks to our $10 patrons, Darren Cole, Josh, and Jeremy. Uh, Rootbeer, where can they find you? can find me at Plasma Eclipse. I do art. You can find Matt at Widdoms, 2Gs, 2Zs, on Twitter. We normally have him on screen for the people who watch on YouTube, but that's not here this week. Do we just want to have him there, like, in a blanket and whatever? (laughs) No. No. I'm just saying, like, normally we have the name Widdoms with 2Gs, 2Zs on there. Right, but it's because he's there. Like, it's not... I know. I'm just... Come on. You can find me at Atlas Novak, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow uh, my other podcast, uh, Generation Dan, on Twitter. Gen X, Y, and Z, talking about stuff. Uh, coming up this week, we have an episode uh, called The Generation Games, which is our uh, our Zoomer host quizzes me and Dino the Genetic Marvel, our Gen X host, about uh, stuff that we should know and we don't. Like, are Tide Pods a snack? Find out on Thursday. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Root Beer. And Matt is somewhere. And have a good night, everybody. I'm Matt.